Welcome to the Sunflower Conversations, where we explore the hidden disability sunflower and its role in supporting people with hidden disabilities. Hello, my name's Chantal and joining me today is my colleague Lynn, who is based in the US and runs the hidden disability sunflower in the US. How are you doing, Lynn? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Uh, and also joining us is Mick, uh, who is also based in the US in the Midwest. How are you doing, Mick? I'm doing well, thank you. Can you tell me a bit about yourself, please? Yeah, I am 19 years old. I currently live in Iowa, but I go to school in St. Louis University. So I'm actually going to be moving there in the spring when I get back from studying abroad. Really excited. Um, Where are you going abroad? I'm going to Madrid. That's going to be incredible. When are, when are you heading there? I leave at the very end of August. And, and then I come back three days before Christmas. <laughs> oh, that would be so nice. So yeah. nice. So um, what are you going to be doing in Madrid? I'm going there for school. So um, my school has a campus in Madrid, which is really nice. So I don't have to transfer any paperwork or anything. Um, and then I'll just be studying and hopefully traveling a lot too. <laughs> So what you're what you're studying is related to um, Madrid, presumably, or Spain. Yeah, I'm international and Spanish major, so I'll learn a lot there. And have you been to Europe before? I've actually been to Madrid before a couple of years ago for a class trip, and then we've had foreign exchange students in the past. So we visited Germany once, which was really cool. But I don't really remember that one as much just because I was so little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um it's very, very different in Germany. I haven't been to Madrid yet. Hopefully, once COVID is over, I can get on an aeroplane and go somewhere. It'd be nice. <laughs> and uh, you, you said you're 19. So what are your interests? Um, I've played violin since the fourth grade, so I definitely love music. Um, I really like art in pretty much any sense, I guess. Um you're creative I wish I was more creative I mostly watch and listen though honestly <laughs> um yeah other than that I just there's not a lot to do in Iowa so I haven't found as many of my interests yet <laughs> oh well you you're, you've got your whole life ahead of you and I'm sure that they will come they will be coming in thick and fast as you uh, start your journey into I guess adulthood isn't it 19 um can I ask you what your health conditions are and how long you've had them yeah, I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, EDS. I'm hypermobility type. Um, so I got diagnosed this March, so when I was 19. But it's a genetic condition, so I've had it my whole life. Um, it's just a connective tissue disorder, so my joints don't hold in place as well as other people's. <laughs> what happens to you when you have a flare-up? I get a lot of um, dislocations and subluxations, which are partial dislocations. So my shoulders are the easiest to like talk about because they I can pop them in and out I'm not going to because you're not supposed to show those does it hurt when you do that honestly no for most people it does um when their joints come out of place but for my shoulders especially they don't hurt which is very surprising to me um my other joints they do hurt if I ever sublux them that my shoulders are the only ones that I can dislocate but the other joints they sublux quite a bit um thankfully not as much though <laughs> Do you take any medications for that? No, I have one prescription for pain medicine that I very rarely take, only in extreme cases. 
um, my jaw surgeon wants to, me to get onto some muscle relaxers, so I'll probably be starting those soon. Um, other than that, I use a lot of like lidocaine cream, um, arthritis cream for my hands. There are certain like patches, um, mostly over the counter stuff, KT tape. That's about it. Have you had any operations from this? And can you tell me a little bit about them? Yeah. So I've had, I have really bad TMJ, um, which means, well, for me, my, my disc is out of place. Um, so I had two arthrocentesis. So they take a syringe and they inject saline into the joint to try to give the disc some space to move around um, and go back into place. I had two of those in 2019, <clears throat> in 2019, and they actually made my jaw quite a bit worse. The only good thing is that it doesn't lock up as much anymore. Um, other than that, like the pain got a lot worse. And then I've also got this beautiful not really pretty scar here. Miff is showing us a scar which is on her knee. It's kind of running over the kneecap, isn't it? it yeah, long and deep. Probably about five or six inches. Um, that's from a knee surgery I had this year um, in January. So they went in laparoscopically. You can't see those marks as much, but there's some really small little marks here. Um, they went in laparoscopically at first to clean out the joint because um, there was some broken cartilage, but there was more damage than they expected. So they had to cut into my leg and they took a piece of my shin bone and cut it and shifted it up so that the tendon wasn't pressing on the patella as much, causing more damage. Um, but other than that, I have one operation coming up in December for my jaw again. They're going to do an arthroscopic approach, which is kind of like my knee at first, not the large incision, <laughs> but they're going to um, take a scope into the joint and then flush it again. But then they're also going to inject plasma because I have a lot of scar tissue and plasma has a lot of healing properties. Um, so this one's supposed to be more promising. Not as invasive as the knee, but... Definitely not. I don't even think there will be a scar. And, and how long do they sort of, will you be in hospital for that procedure? Um, it is an outpatient procedure, but it take the recovery is pretty long. Um, usually you can go on soft foods for about, I think you said a month. But since my jaw is a bit more severe, they're going to have me on a liquid diet, which if you know me, I get really hangry. So oh, I'm going to no. be hangry. <laughs> Your poor family, they're going to be looking after you, you're being all hangry. I know, they should probably run while they can. <laughs> so you've had these operations and, and it's mostly connected to your, your jaw and your knee. You said that your shoulders are sort of hypermobile, but is any other parts of your body, is that, are they affected? And I'm sorry, and I didn't ask, like, when did it start? Did you say when you were a baby or...? So the EDS I've had my whole life, um, my jaw issues started when I was about 12, but they didn't start getting bad until about high school age. Um, and they just progressed from there. And then my knee started getting bad two years ago. Wait, what year is this? Started getting bad three years ago. Um, but I think my knee, since I was limping quite a bit, messed with my hips. So those are starting to bother me. Um, but 
other than that, just my hands hurt. I think when I went to college beforehand, I never really took notes. So then I started taking like written notes. And I remember like my very last final, I was taking notes for 12 hours straight. And then I went home and my hand was throbbing. So I like put it in a brace and stuff. Didn't really know what to do. Didn't know what's happening. So, I mean, I must've had an impact on your education, especially uh, note-taking and things with your hands. So I missed a lot of class. I went home sick a lot just cause it hurt too much. Um, and then my freshman year of college, I didn't miss as much class cause I got pretty good at maintaining the, my pain levels. Um, but there were days where I definitely couldn't go to class or I couldn't focus as well. Cause if something hurts, your brain really tries to think about it. Um, there's also brain fog and fatigue that come along. So sometimes just sitting in class, the teacher's talking, but it's really hard to, you hear it, but it doesn't stick with you as much. What's a typical day like for you in regards to your health and what challenges do you face? Honestly, the pain isn't even the hardest part about my condition. I feel like the brain fog is harder to um, work with just because you have people talking to you. Um, you have things that you need to do and go out. Uh, driving is kind of scary when you can't focus very well. You said that you can feel if a flare up is coming. So you get some sort of like warning uh, triggers to do you? There's times where I will work a double and I know that the next day I'm going to hurt a lot from it. <laughs> um, so I try to prepare for that as much as I can. Are there any activities that you can't participate in due to your health conditions? I used to weight lift a lot, actually. Um, and was never able to do leg like leg day because I started getting into it when my knee started going bad. Um, but I would like bench and stuff and do what I could with my legs. I was really good at adapting. Um, but after my knee surgery, I was just out for too long. And it's really hard to get back in when you need that constant stability exercises. You said that your health does have an impact on things like school. What are your relationships like with your teachers? You said one of them understood and one of them not so much. Like, um, how does this impact your social life and your school life? I've only really talked to three of my teachers about it. Um, it was the two physical ed teachers and then my Spanish teacher. His was the class I missed the most my senior year because it was at the very end of the day and I had a lot of talking and sometimes I just, I wasn't able to speak sometimes. Um, but my physical education teachers, one of them helped me find different activities I could do to work on my legs. And then the other one docked me points when I missed school for my surgery, even though I went to the gym to make it up. So <laughs> it just depends on the person. Um, most people are very understanding. My social relationships, it hasn't affected a ton. You can tell when someone's a little bit uncomfortable when you're talking about some of the things you go through because it's not normal to everyone. Um, it can sound really brutal. I've had this one friend since kindergarten and she also has some chronic illnesses and she and I chat all the time about how it makes us feel and some of the things that we go through and about relationships as well. Um, so she has been very important to my life. I'm dating this guy and he's been amazing. And it's, it's really funny because when we first started dating, 
it was before my jaw and my knee were really, really bad. And when I first met him, I had just rammed my good knee into a desk. So I was limping around. I was like, I promise I'm not always like this. Three years later, I'm like, oh, so about that? (laughs) Um, Sorry. He's been so good. He accommodates when, when needed. If plans need to change, we change them. He catches me whenever I pass out. He'll massage my joints if I need to. He's been amazing with it. And it can be really hard to love someone with a chronic illness, but he makes it look easy. So I'm very thankful for him and my best friend. That's really nice. I think having this support support network around you is absolutely crucial, isn't it? Um, you've mentioned that you sometimes pass out. Is that something else that you have to navigate as well? Yeah, I don't know if that's part of EDS. I don't know if it's part of a different condition. Um, I just get really dizzy sometimes. I think my blood pressure drops quite a bit. Um, it happens a lot right when I stand up, but it also happens sometimes after I've been standing. Um, but yeah, something I deal with. <laughs> How did you find out about the sunflower? So I am on a couple of community pages on this app called Discord, but I'm also on an Alias Danlos page and they have a like sub page for Reddit posts. That's another social media forum. Um, and someone posted about the sunflower and about what it represents and I thought it was really cool so I got it and I was not expecting it to lead to any of this but I'm happy it did. (laughs) Yeah I kind of call it like a community page. Um, It's navigate or it's directed more towards gamers but there's a lot of pages that aren't about gaming at all. So do you wear any of the sunflower products now? Have you tried it out? And if so which ones? Yeah I have I really love pins, which is also kind of what drew me to it. I was like, yes, a pin. Um, So I have the pin. I keep it on my backpack. And then I also have the lanyard that I've attached to my wallet. So I'm pretty much always have one or the other with me. Has it been recognized? And what situations do you tend to wear it in? Do you just always have it when you're out? I've had questions like, oh, that's a cute sunflower. Like, what's that for? And um, I explain and... Um, I think that's really cool, but I wear it whenever I go out. Um, I know some people wear it when they feel like they need a little bit more help that day. I usually wear it because I like senses of community. So I'm always looking out for someone else who has it. And I think it'd be really cool to run into someone on the street and be like, Hey, what's your story? Here's mine. Want to be friends. (laughs) Like finding your tribe or finding people who have a empathy to your experiences your everyday experiences it's not just being unwell or having pain or disruption for a couple of days it's a everyday everyday life for you it's your normal and having that connection with other people who understand must be incredibly important yeah I really like what you said there about how um it's not just about the pain. A lot of people hear about chronic illnesses and all they think about is the pain and suffering, but they don't think about all the things that we've gained through it. We have gained empathy, we've gained experiences and education. Um, and I think that is really important as well. Would you recommend the sunflower? Do you see the sunflower really growing in the Midwest, for example, in Iowa, where you are? Because we have 
we obviously have a presence in 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 the US. It's gaining momentum. Do you think there's a need for it in American society? I really do think that um, more people should have it. I've recommended it to a lot of my friends that have chronic illnesses and disabilities. Um, but I think it's a really good way just to show like part of who we are too and able to find other people and it's a good symbol. I love sunflowers and I just, I like that that's what it represents too. <laughs> that's great. Will you use the resources on our website? There's, there's free posters, there's videos, there's all things on there to, um, to share. Um, and um, it's a really great way, but there's no cost uh, attached to it. So you should be able to hopefully really get some uh, awareness going within your university. That'd be excellent. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'm definitely going to talk to um, the girls I'm starting it with and see if maybe we can also kind of promote the sunflower a bit. I think it'd be um, a really great opportunity there. The statistics are really high of people that have a disability. One in five people have a disability. Uh, I think that translates the same in the US, 80% of which are hidden. So that is a phenomenal amount of people out there that either have a disability or know somebody that has one. So I'm sure that, you know, that uh, your idea to start this group when you go to campus is going to be excellent. And a lot of people will be really grateful for it. With hidden disabilities, if you can't see it, a lot of people don't believe it. Um, so a lot of people also deal with mental health problems as well, and it's something that needs to be talked about. What would you like the outcome of our conversation to be today? With hidden disabilities especially, you can't always see what's happening. Um, so hearing what people go through and hearing that there is more to a chronic illness than the pain and the suffering is also really important that this is our everyday, but it's not tragic. Disability isn't a bad word. Um, there's a lot to gain with it. That's lovely. Thank you so much for your participation. I, you know, the program's great. People like you are going to help spread the word. And, you know, our goal is to one day have your sunflower recognized everywhere when you walk down the street. <laughs> yeah, I really hope so. I would love to see someone on the street with a sunflower and be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really hope that we can get more awareness in the U.S. too. Um, it'd be really cool. If you'd like to share your sunflower story or conversation, please email conversations at hiddendisabilitystore.com. Find out more about us or listen to this recording again by checking out our insights page at hiddendisabilitystore.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. Please help, have patience and show kindness to others, and join us again soon. Making the invisible visible with the hidden disability sunflower.